travellers and welcome to podcast 87 in our series You Should Have Been There with me Mick Webb and me Simon Calder the itinerant I think of our partnership at the moment Mick that number 87 could in a graphical sense be rearranged to read 007 and that's the subject of our geographical meanderings this week because of course no time to die is enticing many of us back to the cinema so we're going to follow the globe-trotting mi6 intelligence agent in his aston martin to the seven continents of the world and maybe into space looking at the settings for city car chases spectacular buildings millerless islands and i've also computed his favorite countries and because i want you're somewhere very noisy are you in a car chase at the moment no i'm not but i am at a suitable bond location i am at the foot of broadgate tower on bishopsgate beside liverpool street station in central london this is the very high-rise block that features in skyfall and pretends to be shanghai so um, here I am in EC2 when I could be in looking over the East China Sea. Gosh, how exciting. And um, I think we should call this uh, podcast No Time to Travel. Is that all right? Well, it will be. But although I am, I am as soon as we finish, I shall be traveling. But more on that later. And obviously, we won't be giving away the uh, the plot or any vital parts of uh, No Time to Die because I haven't seen it yet and I shall be very miffed indeed. Uh, well, I, uh, yes. Suffice to say that if you've uh, perhaps seen a James Bond film, the, the, the basic theme will not, um, will, will not surprise you unduly. <laughs> anyway, you might recall, Mick and lovely listener, that a week ago we mentioned a celebrity sighting. I actually... Uh, talked to Deirdre Swan about her encounter on her 64th birthday with none other than the author of When I'm 65, 64, <laughs> uh, Sir Paul McCartney. Well, I got a text uh, from Deirdre this week saying, son James travelled to see the family on the train on Friday night and sitting on the seat behind him was Paul McCartney. Paul, do get in touch. We know that we are your favourite podcast um, and um, we'd love to meet you in a field, on your horse, in a, on a train, anywhere, frankly. Um, uh, there are places I'll remember all my life and uh, one of them will be where we get to meet. Well, it'll be somewhere in East Sussex, I think, won't it? Yes, and, and which is quite appropriate because just across in West Sussex, um, uh, uh, you will find the Amberley Working Museum, which featured in... A View to a Kill. Um, this is just one of the, I calculate, almost 1,000 locations that have been wow. featured in Bond films since the uh, genre began, if I'm not mistaken. They started filming almost 60 years ago in 1962 with Dr. No. Ah, oh, yes, I remember it well. OK, well, let's fast forward through uh, nearly 60 years, as you say, and uh, No Time to Die is uh, breaking box office records. It hasn't attracted me in yet, but I am actually looking forward to seeing it. But you have seen it, haven't you? I was lucky enough to see it on opening night at the IMAX um, in central London. This is the big circular cinema that you can see on the south side of Waterloo Bridge, um, currently dominated by a kind of 100-foot uh, pictures of Daniel Craig in 007 attire um, and a joy it is. I mean, I've seen 8,000 James Bond films, it feels like, and they all kind of 
rather merge into one, but I just watch them because, frankly, they are wonderful travel films and they just inspire journeys. And they also show how filmmakers can generally quite expertly uh, transport you to the four corners of the world while actually remaining um, uh, quite possibly in central London and the home counties um, where, of course, uh, so much of the action is filmed in, in studios. But uh, there is no mistaking Matera. This is where the action opens. It's in the deep south of Italy. This is a town which tumbles down a hillside into a gorge and um, they've got troglodytes. They've got cave dwellers who have been there since, uh, well, I, I imagine for millennia. Uh, the town looks absolutely ravishing and uh, it, Italy is a huge favourite with all kinds of filmmakers, but particularly the Bond um, franchise, uh, as is the far north. And we've seen lots of Bond films filmed in, in Iceland. We've seen Scotland featuring, um, but uh, we get the place between them, the Faroe Islands and the obligatory villains there is on Kalsoy, uh, one of the Faroe Islands. Um, and of course, Jamaica, where I think the opening scene in the first Bond film uh, was also set north coast. Uh, but one entertaining thing that they completely didn't do, make, it, some of the action purports to take place in Santiago de Cuba, a gorgeous city, the revolutionary capital of uh, yeah. Cuba. Which actually and, looks uh, like a, it actually looks like a, a, a rather half finished film set. Um, all of the old <laughs> tenement buildings yes. along beside the uh, the waterfront. Um, I, I, exactly, and I haven't yet figured out where um, where, where it was set. Uh, however, it does. It looks like a fully completed um, film set, and it's really unconvincing to anybody who's had the great joy of going to Santiago and. Bond has some previous on this. Um, uh, so in Die Another Day, Cadiz or Cadiz stood in for Havana, um, apart from the cigar factory, which is just up the road from me in Hackney, East London. And uh, in terms of, well, obviously, there's misrepresentation all over the place. They had a, a helicopter sequence apparently in Japan, which was um, completed above Torremolinos in spain that was in uh, you only live twice <laughs> well i was a bit disappointed to uh, find out that the um, rather spectacular uh, country house in uh, skyfall which i think is a very reasonable film partly because it's got such a good villain in it um, wasn't actually uh, in scotland or doesn't exist in scotland as such because it was completely reconstructed in um, in surrey uh, I, which, which I thought was a bit of a shame. It's it was on um, somewhere called Hankley Common, which is uh, not that far from a, a, a town called Market Town called Farnham, and Skyfall actually does have, I think, the best Bond lines possibly of all. James Bond is uh, in conversation with the uh, evil Raoul Silver, um, who is memorably. Uh, played by Javier Bardem, who possibly is the world's best current villain, I reckon, and, um, and Bond, who actually has returned apparently from the dead because we see him uh, shot at the very beginning of a film and falling off a spectacular viaduct, by the way. I must ask you where that is uh, in a minute. Uh, and 
Uh, in the conversation, uh, Bond says everybody needs a hobby. Javier Bardem, Raoul Silvers. So what's yours? Resurrection, replies the great <laughs> man. Um, and uh, do you remember that bit at the beginning? Uh, yes. And, and, and um, this is, uh, well, the, the, the whole thing um, it makes Turkey a very, very impressive uh, screen location. This, I think, is the Varda Viaduct. And it's uh, basically just a, a, something built by, would you believe, the German engineers as part of the Baghdad Railway uh, oh. running all the way from um, Hydra Pasha, which is on the far shore from across the Bosphorus in the May part of Istanbul, all the way to uh, the Iraqi capital. And it is, uh, a, 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 yes, a spectacular way of crossing a gorge. Um, and, of course, uh, it's also uh, highly, uh, highly popular in um, in Skyfall. It's been in one or two other films as well, but uh, a, a, a great location. And yeah, Turkey, really, really popular. Istanbul has been oh, well, it was yes. the, the main location for um, from Russia with love. Ah, Talking of Russia, of course, um, it, as far as I know, it's only made one uh, appearance uh, in a Bond film in real life, and, and that is Goldeneye. And they do have some absolutely spectacular footage, which does take you around uh, St. Petersburg, a gorgeous location. And I can't believe that they um, they allowed them to do all that stuff in the vicinity of the the, the uh, Winter Palace um, with some of the greatest architecture in Europe. So, uh, yes, viaducts, um, St. Petersburg, everything you could you could possibly want. Uh, in, in well, that that was. Um, Goldeneye, which I think um, that was 1995. Does that sound about right? I couldn't say for sure because, uh, like you, I find that they do sort of rather merge into uh, uh, one another. Um, <laughs> I, um, yeah. I was wondering which film had the most uh, uh, foreign locations um, invented or otherwise. And uh, I, I wondered whether Quantum of Solace, which was probably one of the uh, less successful ones um the recent ones from 2008 uh are sort of vaguely about bolivian oil i think if i remember rightly um but it was beset yes. by problems of various kinds um they were supposed to go to peru and that was certainly cancelled there were a number of of locations in beautiful italian villages uh, on lake garda and possibly in that village the one you mentioned before Matera there was one which which caused some local grief it was in in Antofagasta in northern Chile I don't really remember the scene now yeah. but the uh, um, that, that famous Atacama desert where all the copper mines are which is which features in in, uh, oh, yes. in many films and does look an extremely uh, uh, demanding place to live and absolutely appalling place to work and that was used as a location for a scene or two that was supposed to take place in nearby Bolivia uh, and and, uh, and the mayor of one of the uh, local towns actually staged a protest and, and he was arrested for it because he was furious that uh, uh, Antofagasta um, 
was being made to stand in for part of Bolivia. His area was being <laughs> called Bolivian. Uh, in general, though, um, Chile was only too pleased to, uh, to bend over backwards because uh, to welcome the film crew. It, it's the ultimate in product placement. And I think I'm not going to make any assertions here, but it has been said that actually the uh, authorities in places like Norway, and you'll see a sequence in uh, amazing driving sequence along the um, so-called Atlantic Road in Norway. Is that in no time, in no to, time die? to die? And and um, if you are a country and you want tourists, then if you can, you know that Bond, Bond films are going to show the most spectacular parts. Yeah. And so you absolutely desperately want them um, to be filming in your location and you will make it very easy for them um, by uh, maybe helping with, with uh, logistical support and um, all kinds of <laughs> other things. And, but, Do you think we can get any uh, I, for the podcast? <laughs> uh, we, we might be able to, but I, I would say an odd contender for um, uh, most locations, um, if, you, if you narrow it down to kind of iconic locations, it could well be Moonraker 1979, the only film that takes you into outer space. Uh, but it does have... For example, um, Rio, all the most spectacular parts of that. They then go to the Iguazu Falls, which I know you've been to. Um, this is where Brazil and Argentina meet very, very close to, uh, to, to Paraguay. You've got, and I can't believe they even got permission for this, they filmed at um, Tikal in, in Guatemala, in, among the um, Mayan ruins there. Uh, they went to... Um, Kennedy Space Center, a real tourist attraction, and uh, the, the 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 whole thing is is you know really I guess sort of set in train the um, the, the idea that you were going to go and see a Bond film, you were going to see lots and lots of action, but you're also going to see great locations such as the um, uh, the Chateau de Volcan, where um, the villain resides, um, supposed to be in California, actually um, uh, just southeast of Paris. Uh, how would you describe it? Uh, well, it is. It, well, I, sorry. The, the easy shorthand is that it, that it's kind of almost a, uh, a an elaborate riposte to um, to Versailles. Um, it is you know, a, a, an absolute dream dream uh, chateau. Uh, I think yes, seventeenth century, um, and it was very simply, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, the effective Chancellor of uh, Louis the Fourteenth managed to build it can't imagine where he got the cash from um but but uh, a big shout out here if we're doing grand hotels uh, spectacular building um if you if, inspector uh which was gosh that was the that was two two films ago wasn't it um yes that's got, right yeah. uh, the um palazzo cadenza is actually blenheim palace in oxfordshire ah and it's so exciting to see real British tourist attractions uh, in Bond films. If you can recall Die Another Day, you've got a, a diamond mine in Iceland that was actually filmed in the Eden Project in Cornwall. Um, obviously, the, the great uh, visionary uh, tourist attraction built on an old China clay factory. And in the same film, just ooh, probably 20 miles away, uh, you've got the beach in Newquay, which is actually standing in for North Korea. So there we are. Um, Cornwall is, is a, uh, 
a top county if you are filming a, a Bond spectacular. Gosh, how postmodern it all is. Well, I can tell you one thing that I wouldn't mind doing myself on the sort of Bond bucket list tour, and that's to climb up to that monastery, uh, which, which is St Cyril's uh, Monastery, which uh, turns up at the end of For Your Eyes Only, uh, which was a great Roger Moore film. Um, and he climbs up to the top i think it, i don't think he has any ropes or anything does he just do it free climbing but um, obviously you're not allowed to do that it's a 400 meter uh, vertical climb well it would have been if he'd really done it obviously but um, uh, and he has to get to the top to um, get hold of some decoder and um, save someone from something but uh, I would quite like to do that because I have been to a couple of uh, Greek monasteries down in the south in the Peloponnese and they really are a most extraordinary climb to get to that they really did enjoy the uh, orthodox uh, monks uh, yes. a challenge how on earth they built the things i have no idea because even just getting up to them these days to generally admire the view and the architecture um is is uh, quite an undertaking it, it, it certainly is but meteora is where it was filmed and meteora in central greece is actually relatively easy to get to these days um i've been there and uh, explored it all it is uh, a majestic location that many people miss but thanks to the new high-speed line between Thessaloniki and Athens well it's about halfway down so very very uh, easy to get to and yes a, a superb location again put on the map by Bond and uh, I uh, so many times I look at these films Skyfall for instance you mentioned earlier um, they've, they've got um, Hashima Island this is the villains island there's many yeah there's a lot of villains islands um this one isn't in the pharaohs this one is off the coast of Nagasaki and it was originally a deep sea coal mine so effectively you've got the island you you um start uh drilling down and it, it was actually packed with thousands of workers um until uh, basically since um you know, the late 19th century it's closed now but apparently an astonishing place that you can go to. one thing that struck me was there ought to be some kind of bond theme uh travel packages but i don't think there are, are there? <laughs> uh, as far as i can tell it would be pretty impossible because you you would need to go to uh, a lot of places which are pretending to be elsewhere as far as i know there are not even any um, Bond uh, tours of London where you would actually have uh, plenty of material. And if you wanted to put together your own uh, particular trip, well, it would be an extremely expensive and uh, logistically difficult um, enterprise because they literally go around the world. Um, so if you take Spectre, for instance... Um, the uh, it, it, 2015, I think, did we decide something like that? Um, you would be going to uh, Mexico. Um, that's the amazing opening to that film. You'd be uh, on top of a mountain peak in Austria. You'd be going around Rome at very high speed on a car chase. And you would also be um, 
uh, and this is my actual favourite part, in Morocco, um, Tangier uh, and, and heading south from there. And to assemble any of these trips would, would cost a fortune and in the time of COVID uh, would, be, would be really quite um, tricky to do. So I would instead... I would, I would just pick a, a region which has been put on the map by Bond. So uh, live and let die, for instance, New Orleans and the Bayou. So this is the astonishing kind of wetlands um, that live that, that, that um, very close to uh, uh, the Louisiana city. And you can meander up the Mississippi and uh, see a, a great uh, antebellum mansions antebellum of course i only found out quite recently means before the civil war oh right and, yeah yeah of course uh, yeah. And, and, and strange creatures and alligators and uh cajun music because this was where the acadian settlers from canada ended up but you know what there should be there should be bond related bond themed tours of pinewood studios west of london uh, where i suppose the greater part of um, of of bond films have actually been um, created uh, but i don't think there is anything is there uh, there certainly isn't there jolly well should be and um let us let us uh, launch that crusade and of course we're always thrilled to hear from listeners with your ideas about uh, bond locations we may have missed or how you can string them together on a trip or indeed that time you did go in search of 007 um and you can get in touch with us in the normal ways so that could be to tweet at you should have bt or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash you should have been there and leave us an audio message. Well, next week, um, we are rather hoping to explore uh, an unlikely, the new unlikely twinning between Newcastle in uh, the northeast of England and Saudi Arabia, uh, which has just uh, bought their football team. Uh, now, we can do this if we're lucky because, Simon, you are... <laughs> I'm going from Newcastle to Saudi Arabia, so you don't have to. And I'd be, I wonder how many Bond locations... Um, the the uh, uh, Bond has, Newcastle hasn't fe- featured, as far as I know, in any Bond movies yet, but there's always time. I'll be going to um, Antalya in Turkey. I will then be going on to Jordan... Uh, of course, um, uh, the, the uh, Indiana Jones location of, of Petra, I'll be going past there, uh, to Aqaba and finally into Saudi Arabia in a one-person Bond-like attempt to find out what Newcastle um, and Saudi Arabia have in common for our um, now legendary uh, twinning series. Normally, uh, we'll do China against Japan, but... Um, uh, Newcastle and, and its um, hitherto unknown twin uh, of, of Saudi Arabia. And I'll, maybe I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, uh, while I'm in Newcastle, I might ask a few locals if they know the capital of um, uh, of uh, Saudi Arabia. And when I'm in Saudi Arabia, I might ask some locals if they can name any members of the Newcastle United team. We'll <laughs> or any rivers that, that but, run through the city. Uh, exactly, and, and the, the um, climatic uh, uh, characteristic in the in the in, in terms of fog. So, um, but before we do that, I've I've actually been through all the all the locations of all the Bond films. Can I give you my my top five? Of course. Okay, I'm going to give them in reverse order. Um, so, if you can uh, cue the pick of the pop music um, in your head, everybody. 
In fifth place, Jamaica, which is very appropriate because the James Bond creator, of course, Ian Fleming, lived there on the north coast. And you can go and visit and even stay at his uh, property. And the beautiful beaches, not so much the lovely mountains, have featured in many films, including the latest one, uh, No Time to Die. Fourth place, though, goes to, um, would you believe, you, uh, Japan. And that has been really, really popular all the way through, um, starting in 1967 with You Only Live Twice, um, filmed in Kobe, later, unfortunately, um, uh, wrecked by an earthquake. Also in Tokyo, which was... And that, at that point, really kind of futuristic looking. It just hosted the uh, Olympic Games. And do you mind me just throwing in a little um, a piece of trivia? Go on. Yes. Well, you won't. Who wrote the spin screenplay for You Only Live Twice? Well, it wasn't you. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't me. Uh, Tom Stoppard. No, but you're not actually that far away. It's uh, Roald Dahl, oh. the children's author. Well. Extraordinary. Anyway, um, it, it's all work. Don't knock it. Uh, third place, uh, Turkey, uh, in particular Istanbul, where there has been some magnificent action. And um, Sultan Ahmet Square and the Grand Bazaar have featured multiple times. Second place has to be Italy. It is just so filmic, so beautiful. Um, Quantum of Solace, for instance, you get both Lake Garda and you get... The Palio in Siena, oh, so that's yes. an absolute joy. Yes, of course, yeah, um, yeah. But that's the um, horse. That's the famous horse race. In, the, in the horse race where they are basically just in the middle of a city, and suddenly uh, it, it is the maddest thing um, that I've not witnessed it. I've heard a great deal about it, uh, but absolute uh, uh, top top uh, country is the UK. Sorry, France. There have been some lovely things uh, featured in France, but in terms of sheer weight of numbers, it is the UK and in particular London. And would you believe we even get uh, the Hammersmith Riviera in, uh, in No Time to Die. Um, you, you can see um, Bond meeting uh, M at uh, Hammersmith Bridge. Bizarrely, I don't know how much Hammersmith and Fulham Council paid for that particular cameo <laughs> maybe but, that's uh, what broke the bridge um but uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> which is which is suffering uh is, is it still closed anyway uh, uh, I, no it's now open to pedestrians and cyclists i'm glad to report i think uh, they 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 were there i mean because of course they filmed mostly pre-covid uh, beforehand great stuff and i wouldn't argue with any of that now i'm particularly looking forward to uh, hearing about your uh, peregrinations um uh, uh, in the course of this week and who knows um hearing from you from uh saudi arabia this time next week we shall see about that uh, meanwhile of course we can't wait to hear your great bond stories and anything else that you think we should be covering all the way from the time to the deserts of Arabia. Meanwhile, from a rather noisy Bishop's Gate in London, pretending to be Shanghai, from me, Simon Calder. And me, Mick Webb, in a very quiet Streatham. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.